so we are doing narad bhakti sutra we had completed till sutra 37 yesterday so we are going to do from 38 onwards this is the magic of satsang this episode is brought to you by kg productions for krishna knows what we are doing is called satsang so today's topic is called the magic of satsang and this is pertaining to how to attain the love divine for the lord so we are doing sutra 38 just now primarily it means pure devotion is gained by the grace of a great soul or through a little of the divine grace so if you recollect we had done four pointers so far i will read them out to you so that you get an understanding first one is renunciation of the objects that means whatever sense objects that are there renouncing them was the first point how to attain devotion that is all right second one is giving up of attachment to all the near and dear ones that means everybody around us third one is through continuous tender and loving service to the lord while performing all kinds of activities which are associated with the divine lord which means doing all kinds of things like puja paath and so on and so forth maybe doing the bhajan the kirtan point number 4 was by hearing and singing the glories of the lord even while engaged in the activities of this world while doing any kind of material activity that is suppose we have to go to work we have to so by hearing and singing the glories of the god even while engaged in the activities of this world while doing all the activities in the world we have to be engaged in singing the glories of the lord that means all kinds of bhajans kirtans all those kind of things so now we come to the fifth point so if we have to develop devotion to the lord what do we have to do we need the grace of a great soul that means i need to have someone with me who will show me the path towards the lord this is in term saying he is also a devotee of the lord let me tell you this much the devotee of lord is called the guru he is also the teacher the master whatever you wish to call him he is the one who is going to lead me on the path towards the divine so point number 5 is when we meet these great souls how does a person meet this great souls now there are two ways of meeting him one is when and the urge needs gets up in us you know that means we feel the urge that i have to know the lord at that time the divine lord himself sends his representative to you it could also be counted as the point number 6 which we are going to discuss it's called the grace of god so how does a person meet the guru 
when there is a tremendous amount of need for us to know the divine when we have to understand what is all this spiritual about and this bug which bites us can never be understood by the way why does it happen it could be from your past life also that means from the past life you could be carrying on in this life also and if you are doing that then you will continue from where you left and it is the same master that you will be meeting constantly and he will be guiding you on the path this is how it works but let us say that if i have to have this guru in my life i need to have the grace also the second part of it is the guru finds me the way in which the guru finds me is very unique the cross the crossing of the paths happen and while you are crossing that path you meet this divine person and he starts his knowledge imparting to you even in the olden times it so happened that when mirabai became ripe for getting the spiritual knowledge she had to go and meet her guru his name was raidas or ravidas as they call him in ancient times when even if the lord even if shri krishna is born himself or even if he takes any other birth like shri ram in olden times it was important to go to a gurukul there is a very beautiful story where the teacher of the father tells the son i am not your guru this happened in the case of vishwamitra now vishwamitra when he is sitting and shri ram who is a young person says that can he not be my guru vishwamitra says to dasharatha that he has a different guru and his name is vashishtamuni so they have to send an invite to vashishtamuni now this is the first part like i said you know when the time is right you will get that person and that happens by the grace of god so vashishtamuni comes over and naturally vishwamitra and vashishta have a certain amount of difference but vashishtamuni accepts shri ram and that is how he becomes the guru of shri ram in case of shri krishna and balram it is sandipani he is supposed to guide them on the path the question could be why do such great personas like shri ram who is an avatar and shri krishna who is the purna avatar why does he need a guru the need is because when you are provided the body this is a body the physical body that you have along with those other sheets when you are given the body by mother nature you already become a little bit ignorant it's like you are not exposed now to that greatness so to remove the veils 
or the coverings of ignorance from the individual the need for the guru is expressed so in case of shri ram or shri krishna you have definitely heard a lot of stories where shri ram himself comes one day to say to his guru that i have overcome maya and his guru says to him he says it is not possible maya is the covering of the lord she is going to put the veil of ignorance on the person maya is very unique it's called the potency of the lord potency means the power of the lord and the power of the lord is always going to cover up everybody no exceptions to the rule even if you come realized from the beginning that means if you are called nitya siddha nitya siddha means you are born realized you may be born realized but you are still under the covering that covering will not go away so easily so when he goes to his guru shri ram when he goes to his guru and says i have overcome maya his guru looks at him and says it's impossible please understand one thing if you come and tell me that i have drunk the entire oceans i will believe you if you say i have lifted the entire mountain range of himalayas i will believe that also but if you come and tell me that i have overcome maya i am sorry i am not going to believe you i am your guru that's why i am telling you so it is impossible to overcome maya even if you are lord almighty so you have to learn so you have to go through the stages of unveiling i have explained what an unveiling is but let me explain again let us say you are getting a box from amazon you don't know the contents of the box you can try shaking it and seeing oh what is the content you don't know now that box has got boxes within and each box is covering the next one It's like they do it passing the parcel, you know. When we were kids, we used to pass the parcel, and then you have to remove one layer, then the second. The last one contains the knowledge of what is there inside. Think like that. Even the divinity, when he takes a birth on the earth, he has to be covered, and the coverings are very strong. You cannot even understand how the whole covering works. So the need of the guru is there. the guru does the unveiling removing the veils is exactly like an onion have you seen an onion do you know how the onion if you keep on removing one layer second layer third layer fourth layer now when you leave, remove the last of the layer okay, where is the onion is he when you when you remove the layer you are anyway going to shed tears so while doing the training under a spiritual master it's a very common phenomena you go through terrible times also it's not that he is going to be very nice to you or kind to you most of the time in the initial stages when you remove the outer covering it is simple and easy it's like a kindergarten you see even a kindergarten in a small you know when you have a kid you will understand all these nurseries or kindergartens or what you call that as montessoris you know worldwide you see the teacher will take you in the arms and she can roam around the class also she is going to be very nice with you 
But as you progress to the first standard, the second standard, you think your teacher is going to be nice to you? If she is nice to you, you are going to fail. Okay. I know teacher's pets are there, no doubt about it. But still, <laughs> you will not be doing well in your life if you keep on, you know, expecting the teacher to pass you. No. You have to go through the terrible times of doing your tests and then your examinations. You see, every time there is a test and an examination, your blood pressure goes up. You get chills. You have all the problems in the world. <laughs> it's the same. So with the guru, it is worse than that. He is, yeah, I have also been called the Hitler many a times. I have been told, you do not treat them nicely. <laughs> it is not that, you know, to have a teacher who treats you nicely. There is a saying and there are the kinds of teachers that are there. There are three kinds of teachers, you know. One teacher who does the spoon feeding. Take, take, take. There's another teacher who will say, okay, from today you have to do this. Alright? Tomorrow I'll ask you the questions. That's a mediocre type of a teacher. The first one is useless, absolutely. Okay? One who spoon feeds you is not a good teacher at all. The second one is a mediocre who gives you the lessons and says, okay, you got to do it. I will pass you if you are doing it correctly. Now, the third person will literally make your life miserable and keep on harassing you so much that finally you come to the point that, okay, okay, I am trying to learn this. I will learn it. At such point in time, as a, as a student, you want to garrote him. You want to say, what are you doing with my life? You know you have made me so miserable. But such a teacher are very, very rare in this world. They are, they are literally the taskmasters. They are tyrants and they better be. If you have to shine, remember the gold has to go through a lot of heating. Before it becomes absolutely pure. The diamond has to go through a lot of pain. You see, when I am explaining the role of a guru, guru is like a person who has found a diamond. You know how the rough cuts are. First and foremost, I don't know whether you actually see the rough cuts, the rocks that come along, okay? How do you know that that rock has got something in it? You require a master to actually understand that that rock is diamond. You see, in India, we have these beautiful places in Rajasthan where we get the marble also. It's called Makrana. You know, the Makrana, whitest of the white marble is there. Now, in that, if there is a beautiful murti of Krishna, can you see it in that rock over there? You can't see it is the master cutter who is going to chisel, you know, and he's going to polish the whole thing so much. Now, if you are that thing, if you are that marble, you know how much of pain you have to go through? Think of yourself as the diamond also. You should see the diamond cutting tools. You know, the hardest substance on earth is used. You know, diamond by itself is the hardest substance on earth. This also you know. Now imagine you are so hard. Think. Okay. I am a duffer. <laughs> like that. 
I am a big duffer and now I have to be made into a diamond. It's just like a rock and that rock has to be shaped into a diamond. How much of shaping has to be done? An object which is far more brittle, you know, it, it has to literally cut through. So if any of you have gone to Surat or one of those places and seen those tables on which the cutting is done and the diamond polisher is polishing the diamonds and he keeps on looking through that small you know, glass and he keeps on measuring it every now and then he will again point it and the thing is grind the grinding wheel is grinding you. He's exactly like that. He is a diamond cutter par excellence. So the guru is a person who shapes you. I told you in the initial stages nothing, not much. He says, okay. Okay. Another example is like a wild horse. You are like a wild horse. And then you have to be trained. You see, the moment you have to be trained, you know, they put the lasso on the horse and then let it run. Let it run. And the horse gallops, 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 gallops and keeps on running here and there, here and there, thinking that, oh, I got the freedom. No freedom. You see, it's exactly like that. (laughs) No freedom. It's like this coronavirus thing, you know. You are confined. So in this, the horse stables, you know, where they train the horses, you are literally confined. You don't know what you are supposed to do also. And then the trainer comes and trains you. And he makes you a winning horse. It is not easy to make a winning horse. Every spiritual master craves, literally, I am not joking, craves to have that one person who can cross over to the other side. It is the extreme urge or demand for the master. I have to find this one person. Imagine Ramakrishna Paramahansa every single day would say, have you seen Narendra? Where is he? Has he come? Where is he? Did you find him? Why has he not come? Every day he is asking these questions. And when he comes, he is literally happy. You know, he is in the seventh heaven like, you know, oh Narendra has come, Narendra has come, Narendra. And he will feed him, he will do all kinds of things to him. Ramakrishna Paramahansa was one of the greatest teachers of all time. Likewise, he had a fantastic student, a disciple who became a master himself, Swami Vivekananda. Likewise, it is every teacher's, every spiritual master's dream to have somebody who can be that. So, through the grace of great souls, a person can reach the state of the divine love through the grace of this master. And then the next one is through a little of the divine grace. Today's story is going to tell you the sixth one. You have to wait till the end. (laughs) It's a hook like they say. In marketing they say it's a hook. (laughs) So you wait for the stories till the end. So the grace of God How does this grace of God descend on a person? You cannot understand how this grace descends. You may be one of the biggest duffers in this world, you know. I am telling you this. Nobody knows who you are. You can be just an ignorant fool. 
and from that ignorant fool just by the grace of the divine lord a person can cross over to the other side if i ask everybody which is the one that you want to be which category do you want to be everybody will say can i have the sixth one it's like the sunday you know ice cream sunday you get everything topping with everything the large one and then you can have it everybody wants the grace of god to fall on them but it doesn't happen it happens as a very very rare occasion one in a gazillion maybe even great spiritual masters from the past they had to go through the spiritual teachers people do not have an idea whether the other spiritual masters who are there in this world like the buddha whether he had to go through this or no though his entire grounding was done in sanatan dharma but to find the last thing he had to go somewhere and search for it whether you acknowledge the teacher or not is a secondary issue in case of buddha he never acknowledged anybody i was recently in amritsar and i was talking to some people and i just casually said you know that guru nanak had a guru everybody over there got angry with me no it is not possible well some people acknowledge the guru and some people don't in today's day and age also there are lots of spiritual gurus all over india they give a casual reference sometimes in their life to their spiritual master and they say oh this is the one okay but otherwise they don't bother about it like buddha or like any other person even jesus is 12 years nobody knows where he went it is believed i mean there are some books which say that he came to india and if you go to jagannath puri jagannath puri has a massive you know amount of data available which is again shown to very few people it is mentioned that a person from the middle east whose name was isa came to puri and studied over there for 3 4 years and then he went to banaras and then he went further up to the himalayas some people believe some people don't it is their own belief we don't have to bother about it so now we will move to the next one that is sutra 39 it says to come in contact with a great soul is indeed extremely difficult it is impossible to know them fully yet it is infallible in its effect to come in contact with a great soul is indeed extremely difficult to find the guru or for the guru to find this person is itself like one in a billion chance there are so many people in this world who are called gurus also and they dish out the guru mantras as if it is like water okay come take it 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 please understand one thing a guru mantra is not for public distribution a guru mantra is a kan mantra 
कान मंत्र वेर द गुरु हिमसेल्फ गिव्स यू द मंत्र इन योर इयर एंड आई विल प्रूव इट टू यू बाय द स्टोरी विच आई एम टेलिंग यू इन द एंड द गुरु मंत्र हैज टू बी गिवन एक्सक्लूसिवली टू दैट इंडिविजुअल एंड इट इज मेंट फॉर दैट पर्सन ओनली इट के नॉट बी डिस्ट्रीब्यूटेड लिटरली टू हंड्रेड ऑफ पीपल और थाउजेंड ऑफ पीपल इट कैन नेवर बी गिवन इवन टू टेन पीपल बाय द वे इफ देर आर मोर देन वन और टू पीपल हु आर गिवन दिस गुरु मंत्र देर इज समथिंग डेस्परेटली रॉन्ग एंड दैट इज द रीजन वाई राम कृष्ण परमाहंसा हिमसेल्फ सेट I cannot give anybody the guru mantra. He is the greatest master of all times. Remember this in the last century. Sai Baba is also one of the greatest sages. He never gave a guru mantra to anybody. Kabir never gave. None of these great people ever gave any guru mantra to anybody. Nobody has been given a mantra. So just because a mantra is given doesn't mean that there is a guru there. I can dish out as many as you want. Okay, I have a huge load of book which says mantras. Yeah, I can say distribution ceremony. Yeah, tomorrow you come. Ah, uh, one page for you, one page for you, one page for you, and I can give you some weird kind of an activity. Say you have to do this. You know, this is the way you got to do it. No, the guru himself is a rarity in this world. He is one person. He is not a billion persons guru. No, if there is somebody like that, then he is not a guru. Let me assure you this much. He is a public teacher, a person who talks in public. A guru is a guru, remover of darkness. The word G U R U means remover of darkness. He has to personally train you. the training has to be imparted to that individual personally hand holding in the initial stages later on you know kicking the butt around yes like i said you know first layer removing is very simple easy no crying very very nicely after that it is all dulai you understand <laughs> and when the when that dulai starts dulai means washing okay when that dulai starts you cannot stop crying by the way <laughs> in my case i can tell you this much i was miserable to the core miserable many a times i wanted to jump into the river and say i don't want anything i had to go through a painful existence for the first 6 years of my life literally and it was unimaginable every single day i would cry for what reason don't bother asking because if you have to go through the crying session every day no then you are then you are assured that you have found that guy <laughs> who is going to be the one who is going to kick you and it doesn't happen in one day by the way it happens over a period of time well when i finally was able to meet and the one thing that i don't want to do you see the gurus are very peculiar we have our likes and dislikes you know we have i don't want to do this this is very easy i can do this he is going to tell you you have to do that you know first is the destruction of the ego 
I tell you, this is the most difficult thing for a person. To leave the ego outside is very difficult, very tough. So he is going to first hammer on to that part, you know, after he starts that, uh, you know, crying session. Okay, not before. Before it's very simple. It's all right. When the real session starts, the first thing he's going to do is going to remove that covering of yours and you're going to feel miserable. <laughs> I have been told, do you really enjoy doing this? Of course I enjoy doing this. It is, it's not that I love the misery of the person, but I see them squirming. And when I see them squirming every day and feeling, I want to know, I have to do this, I have to do this. Why? What is this? What is this? And every day when you feel that heat and more heat is applied and more heat is applied, that is a time you become that diamond. Let me tell you this much. And if the heat is not applied, you are going to be nothing. So this master, to come in contact with a great soul is indeed extremely difficult. It is not easy. He finds you. Come to me. Like that. No way is he going to ever tell you, I am the master. No way. He never even calls himself by name. He's a very funny person. Okay. Come in. You want sit in the corner. You know, like it's like that. Are you my guru? You think he's going to acknowledge anything for you? But when you see the, you know, the things tightening around you, you will understand. Because he is the one who is tightening all the bolts from everywhere. Okay? And when he tightens, you come to know immediately. Okay, this is the thing. This is the real thing. You know, like the coke. Like this is the real thing. <laughs> so there was a very funny incident in my world. There was a person who came to me and I he came and he asked me some things. He said, you know what, I came to you because I heard about this and uh, about you and I have come to you. I said, very nice to meet you, sir. But I have a guru, you know. I said, very good, sir. Very good. Where is he? Oh, he stays in this place, but he's dead now. I said, oh, so sorry to hear that. But do you go and meet that, you know, him sometime? No, but I visit that place, you know, his samadhi, sometimes I visit. I say, very good, you should visit his samadhi. And never ever leave him, okay? Please, don't you ever leave that guru of yours. You have to catch him. Hold him tight. And it went on for a few years. And like a very genuine, you know, student, he kept on learning from me. For many years it went on. One day it came to a point where he, he used to call me Guruji. He said, Guruji, you know, I'm feeling very bad. I am not able to overcome this terrible thing I am going through. I said, uh, you know, your Guru went and did sadhana somewhere. Can you go over there to that place and sit over there for a few days? Maybe he will come and whisper something and maybe he'll give you enlightenment or something like that will happen. Go there. So he went. I think after a week or so, he came back and he said, I got a very nice feeling, you know, going over there. And he told me something. My guru came and told me, I am there with you, no? Constantly there with you. I don't understand. What does that mean? I said, we will see, you know, he is there with you. Means Maybe he is around you somewhere. You know, like he is roaming around somewhere. 
so it went on for a few more years finally the that bulb lit oh i was searching for something when i am having it in right here and i am roaming all over the world looking for things happens to find that master is extremely tough it's not easy nobody is going to put one sticker over here i am a spiritual master please come to me donate generously you know <laughs> i've got a big box over there please donate those are not spiritual masters <laughs> they are nobodies all right so it is impossible to know them fully so if you ever try to find out something about them they will give you the most evasive answers ever don't expect them to point you and say yes this is it if you get a guru who is going to tell you this is it you are a goner okay you think to win the nobel prize or to get to that great stuff over there he is going to say okay sir now you do one thing you take that point and you just go in that direction only over there nothing like that he is going to give you the most evasive answer if you ask him something he will say something else completely different you know there is a very beautiful uh, you know chan chan religion you have heard of chan chan if i say chan you will say what zen zen okay indians understand zen so zen buddhism have you heard of that good so those who have heard of zen buddhism you know what the zen masters the gurus of zen they are very funny guys they will tell you a statement which has absolutely no answers okay and they are called cons con k o a n k o a n okay zen con the zen masters give this funny thing called zen cons they will give you a very strange statement and you are supposed to find about it and then you will sit and you will think about it what did my master say oh it must mean like this so if you ask 10 of his disciples you know what did he mean by that nobody is going to give the correct answer everybody says one thing from his perspective you understand the zen con is exactly like that and then the master there are no definitive answers so he is impossible to know he is not even going to say anything first if you ask him who are you he will he will give a one vague answer you know i am that i am so and so like that and he will give you some funny answer nobody understands if you ask him where did you come from that again is a funny answer if he says i came from this place na <laughs> if the story is so straight forward then it is a different story it is never going to be straight forward and then if you ask him what is the meaning of these words you know i would like to know if you ask one question every day all right and this is something which you should know he is going to give you one answer one day second answer another day third answer and it goes on if you ask him for 365 days the same question he is going to give you 365 answers and then you will wonder which one is right he wants you to replicate himself you understand he is the epitome of that particular thing which is called spirituality and he the master 
wants you to become exactly like him. That is why he behaves like this. I, there is one movie that I saw. It's called Kill Bill. Now, Kill Bill, not the Marathi word, okay? Otherwise, you'll think Marathi word, Kill Bill means all the Kill Bill art and all that. No. Kill Bill. Kill Bill part 1 and part 2. <laughs> there is one very funny master in that. You go and watch the movie, you will see the way he insults this person left, right and center. Doesn't even allow to eat the food. It's like that. A master is like that. So there are some very nice movies like 36 Chamber of Shaolin. Beautiful movie. There are Indian movies also. Uh, I'm just saying because people love all these Hollywood kind of thing. That's why. So, he is impossible to know. And yet, whatever he teaches has an infallible effect on the person. He is literally like brainwashing you. Brainwashing. Understand? He is making you ready for the show. And that is the job of a spiritual master. He is so much into it. One, he will never tell you who he is. Second, don't even try to find out what he is and so on and so forth. Never. Don't bother. Alright? And the difficulty of finding him is there in the beginning. So, we move to Sutra number 40. Nevertheless, by the grace of God alone, great souls are attained. So, what does he mean? You will only find the Guru if the grace of God descends on you. So the sixth point is actually qualifying the fifth one. When the grace of God descends on you, then only you will find him. Otherwise it is not going to happen. So you got to have the grace of God in you. Did you get it? When the grace of God is there, then only that knock knock will come. The grace of God is a very strange subject. How does it happen? Nobody knows. When does it happen? No idea sir. Where does it happen? Still nobody knows. Where? When? All the W's you know and H also you can. How? No answers. It just happens. It is just that thing somewhere it happens. And it is because of God's grace that you will find this person. Otherwise, no. His invisible entity never tells the world that this is what it is. And evasive answers are the way in which he teaches. Is exactly like the Zencon things, you know. So know that. Nevertheless, by the grace of God alone, great souls are attained. Now, who are these great souls? So we move to the next one, which is called Sutra 41. Because between God and his devotees, there is no sense of difference. I told you that. God himself manifests as a guru. So when we say the words Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, 
गुरुर साक्षात परब्रह्म तस्मय श्री गुरुवे नमः इट वेरी सिंपली टेल्स यू ही इज द एसेंस ऑफ ऑल द गॉड्स दैट आर देयर बट जस्ट लाइक आई डोंट नो हु इज दिस गॉड एग्जैक्टली लाइक दैट आई डोंट नो हु इज दिस गुरु दैट क्वेश्चन हैज टू बी देयर वेरी स्ट्रेंज गाय गॉड इज ऑल्सो वेरी स्ट्रेंज यू यू कैन मीट हिम यू नो ऑन द रोड साइड समवेयर and even if you meet him you can't recognize him yes there will be stories like that where i will tell you how this guru behaves how god behaves with this devotee of his he won't even let you know this is what it is but you got to have the divine vision to know and you got to have that knowledge to understand the thing it comes from within you now i know there are no uh, you know pointers to it it dawns within your heart and from inside the heart the cry comes out now i know this is the one till that point in time it never happens so what is he saying because between god and his devotees there is no sense of difference god himself has taken that form that is why the devotee of god the devotee are those masters the spiritual masters the sages and the saints there is no difference so when you go to baba's temple sai baba's temple they say no om shri sachidananda sadguru sainath maharaj ki jai this is what they say sachidananda why because that is what it is truth consciousness bliss as they call it so he is the ultimate destination he is taken a form nobody knows what caste creed religion nobody knows that he is just coming in a form he takes up that particular body only to tell you certain things that is why there is no difference between him and them Sutra forty two says that alone is to be accomplished. That alone is to be accomplished. That means you better understand that whatever is being said is right. To accomplish that, to know God, to go towards this extreme divine devotion that we are talking about, to reach the state of the ultimate. I have been teaching you in last so many days. What is this? supreme divine consciousness shri krishna himself that is the ultimate destination isn't it to reach the ultimate destination this is how it has to be reached accomplishment has to come this way that means whatever that you do in your spiritual path understand the accomplishment is that alone nothing beyond that even if you meet your master and just latch on to him don't bother about you know how you have to be what you have to do don't bother about just be that good devotee to the devotee of the lord which is the supreme master it's like you do your follow no follow like that follow <laughs> in insta and all those you are following people likewise you just follow just follow his teachings tell he will tell you sometimes he will say something to you 
Sometimes these masters are very funny. They will just give you one word. They will say, this word is there. Go, sit and write this word. And you will wonder, what is he saying? He's just given me one word to write. Don't question him. Don't even bother questioning him. If he has told you to write that word, just write, 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 write. Okay? When does it work? Why are you bothered? That is his problem, not your problem. Got it? It's the spiritual master has taken charge of you. He will ensure that you reach the point of accomplishment. That is his way of doing it. How he is going to do it? Don't even bother asking. As a spiritualist, many a times when people come to me, they come with fixated notions. And the fixated notions are like this. Guruji, I have come to learn Tantra from you. Tantra? Oh my God. So I say, okay, fine. We will learn. Let us get some texts and then we will do. And the first few days, it is very nice to see, you know, the texts are, they are being gulped down like that. And then it starts becoming tougher and tougher and tougher and tougher. And when it comes to a point when, Guruji, I can't understand anything in this. I said, oh, so sorry. I thought you understood everything. This is how it has to be done. I didn't know that. You have come to a spiritual master. Don't come and tell him I want to learn this. He is just going to tell you, learn this line. Get out. Learn that much only. Don't bother trying to learn the whole text by heart. Never do that. It is not good. So his way of doing things is very funny. Like I told you. So some people have come and they have said, I want to understand Advaita. I want to understand Vedanta. Sir, Vedanta and Advaita, very good, come. It also doesn't work. I teach only devotional path. If you ask me, other paths, not that I can't teach. Yes, I can tell you how to do headstands also. Okay, yeah, I will tell you. You breathe like a donkey or a monkey also, I will teach you. You want to learn even Tai Chi also, I can teach you that. You know, how to hold the tree. That also. But what is important to you is not, you are not the judge to tell me who, what is important to you. It is a master, it is a teacher who will tell you, this is what you got to do. Because your taste is understood by him, not the other way around. So this is how it is. Accomplishment has to be done like this. So we have come to the end of Sutra 42. Uh, next time, we are going to do slightly different thing. What are the problems in the bee? Is <laughs> what we are going to do the next time. Now, as usual, we have a story time coming up. So, <laughs> the story time is something which we have to do. You know, Gandhiji, the father of the nation, he used to love one song. Vaishnava Janato, you know, like, I'm sure most of you have heard this song. Even Narendra Modi likes this song. The Prime Minister of India. So he also likes this song. You may wonder where this song came from. So this came from 
a spiritual guru, a master from Gujarat. Narsi Mehta is his name. Now Narsi Mehta, today he is a great sage, recognized and so on and so forth. But it never started like that. He was a young boy from a very, very poor family. As usual, the story is always like this, isn't it? <laughs> it comes from a poor family. I, Except for Krishna, I think. Except for Krishna and Ram who came from great families, rich people. <laughs> the rest of the sages are always poor. They all come from poor families. Qualification, I think. So, he came from a poor family and naturally, he was treated very badly by everybody. Alright? Uh, he was staying with his grandmother because his parents died very early in his life. Again, a very common thing, isn't it? <laughs> parents die and then the child is left alone, is staying with someone. Okay, so his grand grandparents were there, grandmother. So she was taking care of him. He had an elder brother also. So as they were growing up, simple jobs here and there. So while he was growing up, it so happened that his elder brother got married first and then he got married. In old Gujarat, that is somewhere in 15th, 16th century, this is again 14th, 15th century only. It's not uh, today's day and age because we are talking about devotional path and this is the devotional path. So Narsi Mehta got married and uh, it so happened that his sister-in-law is brother's wife she was a literally a tyrant she would because he was not earning that much so she was treating him literally like dirt and every few days she will say something or the other to him so it went on for quite some time and he was actually saying fine all things will be fine someday they will be fine someday they will be fine but they never were fine so one day she comes and she insults him left, right and center. He decides at that point in time, I don't want to stay in this house. And he says, I will go to the jungle and I will stay over there. So he goes to the jungles. So in the jungles of Junagadh, Junagadh is in Gujarat by the way, somewhere in the jungles of Junagadh, he finds a Shivji's Ringa. And he prays very, very hard because he's pouring out his heart to God, you know. Please, God, you know, I'm going through these terrible times, blah, 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 all that kind of. And he literally cries for him for two, three days, not eating anything, all that. Shivji comes and stands in front of him. God's grace, you remember? The sixth one? Hmm. Shivji comes and stands in front of him. Meanwhile, Shivji asks him, what do you want, my dear fellow? He says, you know what? Everybody in Gujarat likes to see Radha Krishna. Can I go and see them? So, full stop. Comma over here. <laughs> so, I'll backtrack. You know, just flashback. So, flashback to a scene. Remember, he was a child and literally like a duffer. I told you, you have to be a duffer in the first place. So one day it so happens that in his town, one person comes. Alright. And uh, 
he was such a duffer that he couldn't speak properly also no words were coming out from his mouth so this sage who comes to this town his grandmother take gives the sage some food and all that and then she calls this boy and then she says you know guruji this person you know my grandson he has never spoken in his life and he is completely a nutcase you know okay can you just make him say something so that sage who is there is a benevolent sage he says come here boy calls him and says gives him a tap and says say radha krishna <laughs> immediately he starts blurting out radha krishna so from today you only say this okay so from that day onwards he was saying it so now come back to this forward shivji is there shivji is asking him what do you want he says i want to see radha krishna and he goes to vrindavan shivji takes him to vrindavan and there he experiences the beautiful ras leela of radha and krishna you may say radha krishna story happened millions of years ago or i don't know thousands of years ago how is it that he has experienced shivji is there remember that okay well shivji and his magic whatever wand or trishul or whatever so <laughs> so narsi mehta is able to experience radha and krishna and they come and meet him so naturally the first word which comes to him is can i get a mantra so radha krishna looks at him and says are you not saying it for last so many years that is the maha mantra you think there is some other maha mantra you are saying it go and after that shivji brings him back he goes back home now he is completely lost it and from that day onwards he becomes a great kirtankar and a poet and writes lot of poems stories kirtans in the name of krishna and radha jaydeva had written some books which like git govin exactly like that he also wrote narsi mehta also wrote there are various other stories that happen now his brother he doesn't believe in all this he says is all this is nonsense i don't believe in all these things so one day when these two guys are going somewhere on the path narsi mehta feels very hungry so he says bro can we eat somewhere <laughs> so his brother says we have to walk you know walk quite a lot there is no time for us to eat suddenly in the middle of nowhere there is a small house and in that house one man comes out from there and looks at these two guys and says why don't you come and eat some food in my house so narthi narsi mehta immediately says krishna is calling me he is giving me food his brother is skeptic he says what you are talking i don't believe in all this i'm going to extend for 2 3 minutes more is it i hope it's okay <laughs> so it so happens that his brother is not willing to eat so much he doesn't want to he is very skeptical narsi mehta has his full 
thanks this guy and they start walking both of them after traversing some distance his brother says you remember that lota we had you know of what uh, that he says uh, uh, narsimata says you left it in that house i think so the brother says we have to get it it's very expensive so let us go back so they all trudge back again to the same place where they had you know had the meal narsimata had the meal and when he comes over there he sees that there is no house over there there is no person over there but just the lota is lying there <laughs> on the ground that is a time when the brother says oh my god that was krishna why is it that i couldn't meet him so this is how one of the stories of narsi mehta where they meet krishna krishna feeds him and he goes on the way he is not does not have any money to conduct his daughter's wedding also krishna himself arranges for everything one day now he belonged to a caste now there is a casteism all over india you know that so he belonged to a caste and he was gathering all the low caste people and telling them stories about krishna which his caste people do not like so they go and complain to his the king over there and they say this fellow you know he is doing this kind of a thing he is desecrating the name of krishna blah 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 all that so the king comes under the spell of these guys and he says you know what you come here and he takes him to the temple of krishna and he says you know you keep on telling all these fellows that you know you meet krishna you do this you do the bhajans and all that kind of things that krishna's you know he has got one har garland round his neck if krishna comes and garlands you that i will believe in you otherwise i will not narsimata sits in the temple the whole night the king and everybody goes away next morning the whole crowd again gather they open the doors at that point in time krishna himself comes from the you know that pedestal takes his own har garland and puts it round narsimata this is a kind of devotion that is required so i was telling you i'm going to tell you a story where the lord himself gives the kan mantra so please understand this narsimata was a very great sage and a saint and he is the one who has written that very beautiful verse which says which gandhi ji also has liked so i will stop over here and i will see you all tomorrow take care have a very good evening bye